Now, it's the Columbia Check-In with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. Good morning, my friend. How did y'all like that big South Carolina win for President Trump? Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't talked to you since then. My goodness. No, that was just, doesn't it seem like a lifetime? <laughs> it does. I was like, I didn't even talk to you about that. Yeah, I was watching you on camera. And you know what's so funny? I um, I played, uh, oh, that's right. It was Monday. I played how Trump gave you two shout outs. The second one was like, really, 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 like, I, I really appreciated Pam, everything that you did. <laughs> what the heck did you do for him? I wanted to ask well, my first question. Well, you know, the, the president really um, admires loyalty. I think we can see that. Um, and I've been there with him since 2015, and he knows it. So, you know, I was there at his first inaugural and, uh, you know, have, have worked with the governor to really support him all the way through. And um, well, I think he it's noticed. Jackson. He really likes Jackson, <laughs> my youngest. They oh, seem to cool. hit it off. I think it's the hair. He likes all <laughs> Jackson's curly hair, and they, they really get along. But, you know, he's... he's um, I was glad. I was glad South Carolina pulled it through. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit more had there not been uh, some crossover voting. I don't mm-hmm. think we have the exact numbers of that. I know there's been some polling that suggested about 13%, which is the highest we've ever seen. Yeah. Well, um, there's, you know, there's that push. I don't know how the survey questions went. Do you know how that survey question went about having closed primaries? It was about 70. The last I heard, um, it was estimated to be like mid-70s, like 74% want closed primaries. Um, The other two questions polled in the 80s uh, for joint and severed liability and uh, Mm -hmm. transparency uh, in the judiciary, which, you know, I think these are... These are kind of no-brainer questions, you know. That's what everybody's kind of talking about and where mm-hmm. we need to be. So it's good the people have spoken, and I think it gives elected leaders um, a very strong uh, message on where they like to see everything go. Yeah, I mean, I like to see. Um, you know, I always like to weigh the pros and cons, and that's why I don't like these questions on there I because know. I feel like I don't have enough information to make an informed decision, and I hate making those. <laughs> decisions based on what someone else says. So, um, but I mean, I came from a closed primary state. I mean, you really just have to end up declaring what you are, but uh, like governor Henry McMaster said, this is just another step. Do we really want to do this? And, you know, it ties your hands in many cases and you have to choose either Republican or Democrat to register and then you'll be allowed to vote. Um, and I don't know if they're looking at making it so that independents can't vote, because that's how it was in New York. And that's why I switched yeah. to Republican because I didn't know what I was early on. And so, yeah, I wasn't able to vote in any of the primaries and I was getting mad. So I went ahead and picked Republican. So, but um, I wanted to ask you about something else because we brought this up last week was sure. um, a lot of people are calling this the health czar bill. And you said, well, it's really not a health czar. That's not what they were talking about. But um, there was a requirement that got voted um, actually to, they allowed it to stay. There was an amendment to remove uh, this codifying of local law enforcement enforcing any type of health mandates pushed and uh, implemented by the health czar, um, this person that will be in charge of, I guess, um, I guess like a surgeon general. I don't even know what the name is going to be, but but a lot of people took issue that there were Republicans that voted this amendment to remove 
this wording that law enforcement would have to implement and enforce these rules by mandated by the um, this a- agency. Any word on how you, you know, maybe how you feel about it or how the governor feels about it? I mean, this is a this is a raw, open wound here. You know, this whole COVID thing. I know because it's so close. You know, I think the General Assembly was talking about it yesterday. There were a lot of arguments on the floor in the House. You know, that kind of came through the Senate. So they're trying to get the House bill of that and to figure out. You know, that's old language that has that has been around. I, I want to say somebody told me since 2002 in the DHEC language. So there's a lot of moving pieces that are happening here. You know, DHEC is being broken up between medical and environmental. We're trying to streamline um, how all of our medical um, cabinets are operating. And you and I talked about that a little bit last week. The, really, the whole purpose of this is to be more... Uh, user-friendly. So, you know, I, 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 that, I was in um, Lexington this week and this got brought up. And so that's why I've dug a little bit further um, to find out that that is just old DHEC language that just kind of got swooped in. So they're going to look at, 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 you know, maybe kind of like trying to figure this out in the House. And then if they have to go to a joint committee, you know, because you have to agree on it. You got a Senate bill the House is trying to amend, and if the amendment's too big, then it goes back to the drawing board. So that's the process they're in right now. Um, but you know, th- th- it's not a czar. This will. I, I think the czar, because of the Obama days, riles everybody up. Like it's just a cabinet head, just like we have now. And and somebody said to me, "Well, they're not elected." And I said, "Well, do you really want?" to elect that person should be more of a popularity or should be more based on, you know, like, like criteria, like what is your resume look like? And do you have the skill set to run the, you know, that basically the, the health of the entire state, because those departments deal with Medicaid and Medicare um, and, 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 and like mental health, like you really want somebody that has a resume and I think that's what comes into play is like, what does your resume look but like? We what really have, have to be careful. Oh, yes. We have to be careful with everything we do. That, yes. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> this destroyed, this whole COVID reaction destroyed people's lives. It made people suicidal, depressed. It stopped them from getting medical care because they were afraid to go to the hospitals. It stopped families from going in to seeing their loved ones on their deathbeds. Uh, it, It stopped kids from going to school and people were wearing masks. Look at the insanity that you see, the mental illness that has been generated. There are people still wearing masks. And it's it's something, and, and the argument over vaccines and um, just everything. It, it, people yeah. getting arrested for not wearing a mask to walk to the, to the restaurant table and then allowed to take it off when they got there, but they got arrested because they didn't wear it for the eight feet that they walked. I mean, this is insanity. Um, we can't go there again. That's the, the problem. Good, and the good part is in the House, and I think everybody who feels really strongly about this, like, I don't like when government, you know, we've talked about that forever. Government should play the smallest role in everybody's life, right? They should do the things that they need to do. And, and, and the governor always goes back to that, Right. We should worry about currency and we should worry about roads and we should worry about the mail and, 
you know, protecting our borders, which we're not doing, well, although we can't do that as a state, technically we can help out, but um, you're right. I mean, and, and, uh, and this is why this is the process we have. Um, this is why, you know, you can, you know, reach out to your elected leaders. I always say to reach out in a very kind way and tell them what you think um, and let them give you their interpretation of it mm-hmm. because we may, you know, there may be a whole nother section that is linked to that section. You know what I mean? And it's not as black and white. So I always say, you know, even, even when I look at something, I have somebody that deals on the legislative side, say, is this linked to something else? Well, is it, is it, is it not black and white, but well, it's always good to let everybody reach out. As you were saying, this language already existed. They crossed out yeah. the environmental control part. So it was like DHEC without the EC. Okay, the environmental control part. And it said, um, you know, that the law enforcement must, you know, carry out, must obey, must enforce. And then it even says that uh, public safety authority may even request the National Guard into enforcing these orders. Uh, That is like, okay. so if we are rewriting the manual here, maybe we need to look at that again because there were people arrested. There were people dragged off kicking and screaming from the hospitals by security guards because they were demanding to go in and advocate for their loved ones in the hospital. Like that is unbelievable what happened to people. That is unforgivable what happened. Well, and and I agree. Nobody should no nobody should have to die alone. I mean, that is heartbreaking. And I think, you know, some of those some of that language probably should be softened up because we did have to use the guard um, when we when we were trying to uh, deploy vaccines for anybody who wanted them. Right? Again, I've always thought that should be a voluntary thing. There were some people that were old. There were some people that had health risks that really wanted it, and we were able to use the guard during that time of crisis. And 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 so it's like, how do you write the language so that it is a controlled, you know what I mean? When we need them, then by statute, they can come in for a reason like that without making it seem like we're coming into a policing state, right? That mm-hmm. is not. Yeah. And, and and I think I think that's what they're working on today. Um, and, I, you know, there has been a lot of talk about it. So it, it's not that it's not an issue that they're probably not already hearing about, but it's always it's always good for you. And you have a great set of elected officials, you know. Um, I'm not going to try to name them all because inevitably I'll miss some. And then like, maybe Case will call me upset or, or Heather or Val and say, oh, my God, you didn't say my name. But um, you got a lot of great elected officials there. And they just they just need to know your feelings in a, in a, in a very kind way. And, and they, they really all do take into account what people are thinking. And I think sometimes when you try to combine bills, this could just been an oversight, right? Mm-hmm. Like they kind of push these three together and and didn't didn't really think that this was going to be a you know that maybe it was overlooked or maybe they didn't think it was going to be a big part of the bill and well um so it's always good it's all that's that's yeah. this is a process you well know? it's always good to talk about these things especially in my role here because you know people Absolutely. don't know what's going on and and that's why it's you know it's important to t- talk it and hash it out um before we there's another bill before we uh lose time here we're talking with lieutenant governor pamela evett a new bill to expand school choice in south carolina through a program that gives family state dollars to send their children to private schools was introduced in the state house on yesterday. It's called the education scholarship trust funds, or some people call them school vouchers. What do you think about this? 
I think it's great. I've always said, you know, I haven't seen the bill yet, but uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it a little caveat, right? But from what I've heard from what you just read, this is something I've been talking about and you've been talking about, and we've been singing from the rooftops for years now, uh, is full school choice for all parents with no handcuffs, nothing. Um, it gives, it, it gives just an even playing field to everybody to have the opportunities to take their kids where they need them or where they want to see them or where they think they will best thrive, obviously. But I think this becomes key in this world we live in. And, and we talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago. We spend so much time um, arguing about, like, issues in Columbia, right? Like, nobody wants to see DEI at all in their classrooms. Nobody wants to see a rogue teacher uh, talking to their kids about issues that they don't feel are appropriate. If parents had the power to move their children, if they if they heard, saw that these things were going on, we wouldn't have to argue these things, right? It wouldn't eat up days and days and weeks on a calendar um, and then only to have a law passed and then just have, all we're doing is changing the goalpost, right? So we're always just trying to figure out what the new thing is that we need to worry about. If parents could control that, you would see all of that go away, in my opinion, right? Because mm-hmm. if you didn't like what your school board was doing, if you didn't like what your teacher was doing, um, you'd move your kids. Yeah. And and nobody could, it, it would be more like a business and you couldn't risk for that to happen because you need to have kids in the classroom. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a school. And so everybody, it would really put some bumpers on um, schools and teachers about what they were saying and what they were teaching. Just go back to teaching, teach reading, writing, arithmetic, leave social issues to the parents to deal with. Uh, and just teach our kids, make them the smartest kids that we can possibly make them and, and and get away from all this other stuff. And and honestly, I think it would be a huge burden lifted from the teacher because then um, they don't have to worry about all these new things that are coming and, and worry about what's being said, right? Worrying about what an administration would be telling them what they needed to do. Yeah. I think you, the, 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 the cream will rise. You know, there. Just over the last 10 years, I can think of like five careers that were maybe while I was growing up were things that I thought and dreamed about being that now I'm saying you couldn't pay me enough money to have that job. One of them is teaching. I mean, it is impossible to navigate the pitfalls and parents and wokeness and all of that. I mean, I was just looking at the salaries of the city of Myrtle Beach employees and the new DEI guy. uh, He's making $154,000 a year on this new position. And I'm wondering... What does that even do? What is that position? I mean, nobody even explains it. They just added a position, and I guess my tax dollars are going to that because I live in the city. Um, Just, you know, you mentioned diversity, equity, inclusion. I was uh, looking at a a job posting that came out, and it was uh, for a teaching position in a university, and it literally said, we want to know your teaching philosophy and how you're going to incorporate diversity, equity, inclusion into that, into this class that had nothing to do with HR or anything like that. So it is... And it's even creeping into Jeopardy questions. I don't know if you saw the hoopla over that. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, these are jobs that you would you would dream about getting, and you know, fight lotteries to get, and unions to get, and now it's you know, it's 
it would just be asking for trouble and lawsuits, it seems. I, I completely agree. I think we're running away really good teachers that really want to make an impact in children's too. lives. Same thing. That's right. And so that's why I mean, like, if, if you kind of make it more of a free enterprise system, and, and it's worked in other states. Yeah. So, so you have to preface it with, we are not, you know, doing a science experiment here. You know, other states are doing it. They're having great success with it. When I talk to their lieutenant governors, they're not dealing with some of these these issues in the classroom because parents have parents have the power, right? And they and and if if you're if you are pushing um, an agenda in a school and you're and ninety five percent of your parents move their kids because they don't like your agenda, um, you're going to close because you can't you can't have a classroom with yeah. you can't have a school with five percent of the kids that it can hold. And so and and so it really starts. The free enterprise system starts doing what it does best. We saw it with Bud Light. We see it with mm-hmm. Nike. We see it with other things, right? When you get away, stray away from your core values and people have choices, yeah. um, you suffer for that. And and so you, you have to really listen to the mainstream and not the fringe. Yeah. And, you know, it is hard for people to move. It's hard for people to get to these a lot of these schools because the charter schools are so far away. Um, So there's always that transportation piece that has to be talked about, because then you have all these kids leaving a school and all the kids that can't travel to the school of choice. (laughs) You know, there's a lot. Then then you have like a wait list. You have a lottery system. I know because, you know, with the charter school, I've been on a wait system. Uh, you know, for that. And uh, so then your your kid gets to languish in, in the school they're stuck with. Um, so, yeah, it's school choice. And I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's uh, well, it's a monopoly in mediocrity when you don't have exactly. a choice. And that's what you get. And who wants that, especially for and, your kids? And, and, you know, think think about it right now in our in our biggest at risk areas in our rural areas. There really are no choices because parents um, don't have the means a lot of times. And so when you open up more of a free market system, you will start to see choices go in those areas, right? Because now parents have the ability. So, you know, you'll see a charter school going up next to a school that's failing because now they know they can attract, you know, they can attract Mm -hmm. customers, I guess, you know, attract kids. They can compete with them. Mm-hmm. Um, on a playing field. And so, you know, I, will it happen all on day one? No. But can we move towards that? I mean, you know, I sometimes, you know, I think we've said it before, like, we sacrifice excellent for, for perfection, right? Like, you have to start moving in a direction if you want to make it better. It may not be better on day one, or it may yeah. not be perfect on day one, but it will be better on day one. That's how and let's the abortion issue. Perfect. That was yeah, like with the abortion issue too. Same thing. Like let's just exactly let's just move inch that way because the, yeah, the let's, alternative let's is start. stay where we are. That's right. So. You can't get to a destination if you never start walking, and mm-hmm. so we just got to start walking. Yeah, and, changing and, hearts, and, and, but but have a good plan. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. think we should will. I don't want to think what I'm saying is we should just willy nilly start doing No, but things. like you said, there's plenty of existing examples that could be applied, you know, in their entirety. I mean, every culture is different in every state, but I mean, you can look, you can measure this testing. You Absolutely. can measure this. So. And we can, and, and we've seen those, those states that have school choice 
um, that is a true school choice, right? Not just a limited school choice. You have seen um, their educational numbers start to soar. You know, we were seeing in Arkansas. And we you know, need that here. You know, yep, they just did probably one of the most um, comprehensive um, school choice bills, from what I had heard. And so, you know, it, this it, it it's not. You know, people get scared and they get paralyzed mm-hmm. for the one thing you said, like, what about this or what about that? Well, you, you got to start with the mass and how do you help mm-hmm. the mass? And then you you focus in on on areas after that. Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett, thank you so much. Um, you know, we're heading into Super Tuesday. I know you wanted to comment on that, but um, real quick, any any thoughts? No, you know, I, I think we're going to see big wins. We saw big wins in Michigan for the president. Um, you know, I really want to see I really want to see the primary on the Republican side come to a close because it doesn't help. And, and I've said this forever, as long as I've been lieutenant governor, beating each other up and not concentrating on the enemy, uh, which in this case with the Democrats is is never helpful. And so I would just like to see this. end. I'd like to see us all to come together. Let's support the nominee, which we know is going to be President Trump. And let's all work together about getting him into the White House. Uh, dispelling these horrible uh, lies and rumors that the media and the Democrats put out there. Let's unify. I mean, let's unify. We, you know, if, if we, you, we, you and I are great friends. We don't agree on everything, but we agree on 99% of everything. Yeah. So let's all come together and like push this, push this train forward and let's do something good. Cause if we don't, um, I don't. I can't even imagine the chaos that will ensue. We may never achieve perfection, but if we chase perfection, we can achieve excellence. And I think That's that right. is Vince Lombardi said that. So. Yep. You, Glenn. Look at you. You are like the rock star this morning. <laughs> no, you know, I, I love just, that. I like. I, I'm. I'm a. I'm a half full glass guy every day. So. <laughs> That's me. Uh, I mean, you you got to you got to be positive, right? You I do. Mean, you, you got to be positive. Yeah. So, but um, try to bring some warm weather. I'm going to be heading down on Saturday. I'll be speaking uh, at an FBI banquet in um, Myrtle Beach on Saturday night, uh, thanking thanking law enforcement as always for their service. So, um, bring me up some good weather, Gone. Try and wish me <laughs> you a dance or something. Okay. All right, Lieutenant Governor, thank you so much. We appreciate the extra time this morning. Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett, we'll talk to you next uh, Thursday. That's right. Have a great one, guys. All right, you too.